Hey, how's it going, everybody? Here to do uh, a little bit of a of a serious podcast. You know, I um I wasn't sure whether I wanted to make a podcast about this or not, and obviously, this is quite a few days, um, quite a long time after the initial event happened. But uh, you know, I really did realize that um, I wanted to put my thoughts out there. Um, you know, I'm going to be careful about phrasing things a certain way or whatnot. Um, but, you know, if this is a, a bit too heavy of a topic for you, then I will say, you know, when I when I get done recording this, I am planning on getting my thoughts on some entertainment stuff that has come out. But first, I really just want to... This is a podcast that I'm making for myself, just... Because I feel like, uh, you know, my conscience is, is calling me to, um, the, this is a subject that matters to me. Um, so that's, um, sort of why we're here. And, uh, if you're wondering what I'm alluding to, um, you know, um, obviously the news broke, um, a while back about the shooting of, uh, Adam Toledo, this, you know, you know, 13-year-old kid, you know, um, got shot in the chest and pretty much was killed instantly. Um, um, at least, you know, from, from what I've been able to gather, there hasn't really been a whole lot of information out other than, you know, the initial video footage and then, um, you know, speculation and, and, and whatnot, at least from what I've seen. If there is more out there, please let me know because I'd love, I'd love to look at it. Um, but I really wanted to talk about this because, you know, um, the amount of shootings that keep happening are, are, are just horrendous. And this isn't even the only one that's happened within the last two, three weeks, which is just on its own, um, is just insane, you know, um, but this one, this one particularly hit me hard because it was the shooting of a, of a child, of, of a 13-year-old boy, and, um, you know, I was gonna, you know, I was gonna keep my mouth shut, and I wasn't gonna say anything about it, because this is very easily a place, a topic where, I could get, I could talk myself into, um, into trouble, you could say, because I think this situation sparks, um, an even bigger issue, which I won't be getting into, uh, in this podcast. Um, however, I will be talking about another bigger issue, um, however, not the one that I'm alluding to. Um, um, obviously, you know, for a while I've, I've talked about, you know, um, especially with, you know, the, the George Floyd case and with other shootings that have happened within the last handful of years um, about how our police force in this country really needs to start doing a better job. 
We need to be giving our officers better training. And we need to weed out the bad apples. Just front and center. I'm just going to say that right off the bat. If you want to know where I stand with with the police force, look, as of currently, I am not a big fan of uh, our police system here in America. Um, I don't think that all police officers are bad people. Uh, you know, I have a handful of friends that are officers. I have met really, really great people in the force. So I don't think that you know, everyone that joins is a bad apple or a bad person. You do absolutely have some really great people that intend to do the right thing. Um, unfortunately, though, it's like I've said to friends of mine, and now I'm saying here on my podcast, don't remember whether I've said this in the past or not. Unfortunately, though, I think the good apples are outweighed by the bad apples. I think you have a lot more people in the force that are power hungry and that don't care about others and um, you know don't really care about doing the right thing. It's just a job to them or they join the force for different reasons. Maybe they used to be in the military but they can't be in the military anymore and so they go do police work or you know different things like that. You know maybe you know um, that there's just a whole lot of different scenarios. So I don't think everyone that is an officer is necessarily there for the best of reasons. Uh, which leads to scenarios that happen that we've seen within the last, honestly, for years. I mean, since before I was born, where you have officers that shoot first, ask questions later. We constantly are putting our officers in situations, armed police officers that don't need to be doing, you know, certain things. Why do you have armed officers carrying out traffic um, situations? Why do you have armed police officers doing things we could create a different system for, or a better system for. Um, it's just, it's just astounding to me that this is yet again a situation we keep finding ourselves in. Um, and yes, I keep talking in circles because I really am just not looking forward to talking about this situation, but, um, what I found so asinine and so crazy is that any officer, any officer, uh, would aim a gun at the chest of a child or a minor. Um, you know, now look, you know, um, not a whole lot has out about you know what exactly you know um, this kid was doing maybe he was doing something that he shouldn't be doing you know maybe he should have been at home instead of out roaming about you know um, 
you know, who's to say, you know, uh, what I find very disheartening and scary is, you know, after the news came out about this child's murder, because that's what it is, a police officer murdered a child, um, what I find disturbing is that I was going on Twitter to see people's reactions, and you, to sum it up, you pretty much had the vast majority of people saying, well, you know, if the kid was at home, then maybe he'd still be alive right now. As if that somehow justifies, you know, the shooting of this 13-year-old kid. Um, you know, something that I've, I've talked about with my friends in recent years for a multitude of different reasons, just different things coming up in the news and in personal lives and things is, you know, we in this country hold up to this position that says that we care about the youth um, and our nation, you know, when in reality we really don't because when you really pull the puzzle pieces apart, um, we really don't care about kids and we really don't care about minors. Um, you know, we, I think we view them as objects. I don't think we see them as free thinking individuals that have desires and hopes and wants. Um, and what's honestly incredible is that, you know, you see how awful our education system is. Um, it's incredible that we have so many kids that are coming out of it as intelligent as they are, that are, quite frankly, beating the odds that they were given. Um, you know, um, we really do set up kids these days for failure in a lot of different ways. And, you know, and then you add on things like race and that just makes things even harder. If you are not white, if you are black or brown or yellow or any other color for that matter, the world pretty much tells you you don't matter and you're not going to amount to anything. And that is the consistent message that we are giving kids these days. And you still have a lot of kids and you still have a lot of teenagers that are doing everything they can to fight against that. But, and you even have a lot of adults that are trying to fight against that. But it really is such a huge battle to fight because it's not just a stigma and a system that is in place, you know, in terms of our country, you know, legally or like, you know, how our, how our country functions, but it's there socially and, um, it really is like fighting three or four battles at once, if not more. And, um, it becomes a lot 
Um, and it just astounds me. You know. And by no means do I want to use, you know, this this murder of, you know, Adam Toledo as a way to put out rhetoric and things that I personally believe about our country. Um, but it does raise a bunch of red flags and it does raise a lot of interesting questions that whether you're ready to ask, I think you have to ask. Um, I think instead of asking why was this 13-year-old out and about at the time of night that he was, I think the better question is to ask, one, why would any police officer aim a gun at the chest of a 13-year-old? Not that a 13-year-old should be shot at all, but he could have shot his leg, his arm, shoulder, you know, um, why did it have to be a lethal shooting? That's what doesn't make sense to me. Um, that officer, whether he'll ever admit it or not, knew exactly what he was doing. That is one last brown kid you have walking around now. And he'll probably never admit it or say it. But let's just be honest. It was a murder, flat out. So the number one question is, why was this officer aiming at a child's chest at all with a loaded weapon? But number two is, why do you have so many people that are more willing to defend the police than a child? And there's a lot of layers to that. And I'm not even going to begin to get into that in this podcast. But that's what you have to ask. How... how and why? How and why is it easier for some people to justify the shooting of a 13-year-old than to ask why, you know, why is this 13-year-old dead now? Um, that's what I don't understand. Um, as why there's not more people upset at this than not. Um... And you know, I wasn't I wasn't gonna go into this next tirade that I'm about to go into. Um but I'm gonna go into it. Um and then that's well where we'll end and, and maybe after me saying what I'm about to say, maybe it will paint why I feel the way that I do. Um and sort of the vantage point that I'm coming at um with everything that I've said prior. Um, but, um, you know, something I've, I've talked about a few times, I haven't talked about it a lot, but I've talked about it a few times is, you know, I did used to help out in, um, you know, kids ministry, um, and youth ministry at previous churches that I used to go to. Um, and so I got to know a lot of the boys really well, and, you know, a lot of the kids that you know, would come in. Um, I knew a lot about what these kids were dealing with at home. Some of them were dealing with completely awful things. Some of them I knew specifically what they were dealing with. Most of them I didn't because it was confidential. Um, 
But a lot of these kids I did know on a personal level. And, you know, I got to see firsthand the conversations that these kids had with one another and with me. Um, I got to see how my relationship with them grew in certain ways. And this was years ago, you know. This was, you know, 2008, 2009. I mean, this was... A long time ago, you know, these kids are, you know, if not young adults already, they're, they're going to be all grown up pretty soon. Um, but these kids and I, we had a lot of pretty deep conversations. Now, of course, we also had, you know, superficial conversations about things we enjoyed, like superheroes and Star Wars and you know, different things, but, but, you know, believe it or not, several of these kids that I got to know really did, you know, have, you know, really deep questions for me, and, um, we had a lot of really good conversations, um, I say that to say, you know, in a, in, in, in a world that functions the way that we think American functions. Um, boys, specifically young white males, should have the entire world at their fingertips, you know. Um, in a lot of cases, they still do, but in a lot of ways, you know, they you know they don't. When you were a kid, you are a prisoner to your parents into this world, you can't really be the person you are, you know, you have to go to school whether you want to or not, you know, you can't drive, you're not even really open to have the, the feelings and desires that that you are, and that and that's really what goes back into when I was saying before, you know, um, we really view our kids like objects, you know, we really don't view them as free-thinking individuals. Um, you know, the thing that everybody forgets is that kids are tiny, tiny adults, you know? They're exactly the same as you and I. They're just tiny, and they're just developing. They, they get frustrated like us. They have wants and desires like us. They wonder about the world. They're curious like we are. They have likes and dislikes, you know, like like, you know, we do, yet we view them like they're this subcategory or like they're like their own thing, you know, we don't view them like people and it creates, it creates a lot of troubling issues um you know um and every race and every culture does this to our children to an extent but western culture um and especially white American culture does this the worst. Um, and then we 
treat our kids this way. But then when you try to push that onto, um, you know, other kids from different backgrounds and religions and beliefs, and, you know, it's, it's, it's hard and it's, and it's different and you just can't do that. Um, you know, and I don't really know what the fix is for it because I understand why we treat kids the way we do when it comes to certain things, you know, um, you know, there's a reason why you're not an adult until you're, you know, 18 years old, basically, you know, you're, and even until you're 25, your brain doesn't stop, you know, doesn't, you know, is still developing. So some would argue you're not really an adult until you're 25, but legally, at least as of right now, unless things change, you know, you're legally an adult at 18. That's when you take charge of your own life. Um, but until then, you know, it really doesn't matter what you think, you know, um, so, so, you know, when I look at the, the shooting of children, especially ones as heinous as this one with Adam Toledo, it just makes me wonder about a lot of things. Um, and I'm not going to connect the dots for you. You know, I'm not going to connect the dots for you. Either you, either you can, you can figure it out and connect the dots yourself, or you will be left to wonder what I'm alluding to forever. Um, you know, I've, I've done a lot of research over the years about civilizations and how we treat government, how we treat civilians, how we treat youth and their there you'll be surprised at what you find and what's even more surprising is that we as americans think that we have everything right when we really don't we really don't um so that's really where i will end things um i guess to sum up my thoughts again i think it's a shame that this kid's life was halted um, the only bit of peace is that you know I do believe that he's in paradise and he's not suffering and um, but it makes me wonder what his future could have been you know whenever a kid dies whether in a situation like this like a shooting or even just something like cancer or something, whenever you hear about the life of a child being taken, you know, you can't help but to think about what could have been and what their life could have been like had they had a full life, you know. Um, it's just sad. It's just really sad. And uh, I can't believe that there are so many people that just have no remorse at all for this situation and I think that says a lot um, 
I think this is a lot more than anything. Um, so yeah, that's my thoughts. I know this might seem kind of scattered um, and kind of somber. I'm not going to put any music or anything on it. I'm just going to put this out there uh, for those of you that listen to it. Uh, uh, bless you. Um, and uh, yeah, let's go. Uh, let's go talk about some fun things now. <laughs>